Well, good morning, Woodlands Church, and welcome to our incredible online services. We're so glad to have you with us this morning, where we really are one church in one location this morning, all worshiping together online. So welcome those of you from Atascacita, North Point area, the Woodlands area, and around the world. We are so excited to be worshiping with you this morning. We are seven and a half minutes away from the beginning of our 930 service, and we couldn't be more excited about having the opportunity to worship with you this morning while we're going to have some awesome praise and worship from our Woodlands worship team, as well as a powerful message from Pastor Carey this morning and a lot of fun to go along with it as well. Speaking of fun, I want to play a fun game with you this morning. About a week into quarantine, my wife sent me to the supermarket to get some meat and food and supplies for the family And I realized that so many of you out there had diligently already supplied your pantries with all of the good food. And so we're going to play a little game this morning called Quarantine Leftovers. I've got three mystery buckets here on the table of things that when I went to the grocery store, when everything else was gone, these were still left over. And if you can survive on these things, you can survive anything, okay? So you can actually, in your chat rooms right now, you can pick the blue bucket, the pink bucket or the purple bucket, put that in your platform right now and I'll be checking and looking online to see what it is that you want me to eat from. Do you want me to eat something from the blue bucket, the pink bucket or the purple bucket? And I'll show you the things that I found at the store that were still available even when we were right in the heart of the shortages in the grocery store. So we're so glad that you're with us. We do love having fun here at Woodland Church, but you don't have to wait for the weekends to have fun. We actually have fun things going on all the way throughout the week. It really is incredible and incredible ministry opportunities for you to get involved in as well. Did you know that this week Woodland Church has had thousands of ministry touches? There's ways for you to get involved and continue to be the hands and feet of Christ right where you are. We have did a food drive that has fed over 250 people People, that's continuing this week at all three campuses. You can go online, you can go to our WC Missions Instagram page, and you can get the information on how you can continue to help reach the needs of families in our church and our community by bringing some food and bringing some of our extras. Or when you go to the grocery store, picking a couple extra things off up and then dropping them off. I know the Woodlands campus is 10 to 3, Monday to Friday. We have a drop zone for you that's safe and secure for you to come and donate your goods and help meet the needs of families. We've also had an army of people making face masks. We've had over 400 face masks that have been donated that are reusable face masks. And so if you have the ability to sew and you can get some of those materials and put those things together, our church is constantly trying to meet the demand and the need for people to protect the elderly and our healthcare workers with face masks. And so we're producing those. We've been writing letters to seniors. We delivered over 300 letters to seniors in assisted living centers this week with a really powerful word of encouragement with just a colored picture from our kids. What a great way to get our kids involved in the ministry. We've been taking hygiene packs to prisons. We've been engaging uh, our communities in so many unique, special ways through pregnancy assistance centers and bringing them the essential needs that they need and uh, helping our fire stations, feeding our first responders. There are so many great ways for you to be involved here at Woodlands Church. Don't miss it. God is up to something good. Now, we are just about four and a half minutes away from the beginning of service, and we are so glad that you're here. If you're just joining us, we're playing a game right now called Quarantine Leftovers, okay? And under these three buckets, 
I have some special treats that were left over in the supermarket once they had been cleared out. So if you can survive on these things, you can survive on anything. So if you would like to be a part of the game, all you have to do is go to the chat room on the platform you're watching from and tell me what you want me to eat. You want me to eat from what's underneath the blue bucket, the pink bucket, or the purple bucket, and we'll, I will show you what's under the other two, and then I'll eat one of those that is left over. The things that, when you had filled your pantry up, these are the things that I found still left over in the store. Now, hey, we do love having fun here, and that's why one of the things that we have going on is we've got stuff going on throughout the week for you to be able to connect with us here as a church. Monday nights, Pastor Lee Strobel is doing an incredible four-week series on how to share your faith. What an important thing right now, as you see people beginning to get a little stir crazy, wanting to get out of their homes, they're looking for hope. It's so important to, for people to understand the peace that you have, where it comes from, and for you to be able to communicate that in a clear and effective way. So don't miss Monday nights with Lee Strobel. And of course, Tuesday nights, we have our student service for your teenagers, sixth graders through 12th graders. We're starting a new series this week called How to Survive the Apocalypse, right? That whenever God, Jesus is gonna come back, whatever it is that we are going through, how do we survive that in a way that honors the Lord? It's gonna be a fun four-week series with a bunch of fun, including a message from young and free, the incredible youth worship team that's out of Hillsong in Sydney, Australia, has sent us a special message to the students this week, and we're excited to share that with you on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, Pastor Kerry has his midweek service. It's going to be a ton of fun, and so you don't want to miss that. We had a powerful experience this last Wednesday with Pastor Kerry, so tune in Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. to go live with Pastor Kerry right here. It's an incredible time. And then, of course, if you've got a kid out there, tune in for our WC Kids services. All you have to do is go to the website and you can uh, go to the Watch My Kids service. And we've got a preschool service and a service for your kindergarten through fifth graders, separate services for them and lots of family fun activities all the way throughout there. And of course, because we do love having fun and playing games, Life Groups is doing, if you're a part of a Life Group or wanna be a part of a Life Group, this Friday night at 6 p.m., we're doing a big, huge Zoom game at 9 p.m. You can go to our website, wc.org slash events, get the information there, get plugged in. It's gonna be a ton of fun. Now, Pastor Carrie is starting the fun off today with a brand new series called Real Relationships. Being really, how do we get connected with the relationships that are around us? Because we know that right now in this time, being really connected, continuing to stay strong in the relationships that were around us, that are around us all the time, can be really hard. So we're gonna get really connected today and really dive into God's word and experience the truth that God has for us this morning. Now, I also know that there's a lot of you out there who are truly hurting during this time. You've been really affected by this pandemic financially or health-wise, and we wanna take a moment just for you to know that you're not alone. Let me pray for you. God, we love you and we love our church. God, I pray that you would be with those who really need you right now, that you would draw near to the brokenhearted, that you would continue to meet the needs of our church as you have always done, God, because you are faithful and your word promises us that you will meet our needs. We trust you. You are a good, good father. We continue to look to you as our hope, our only hope. We love you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. All right. Time for the mystery challenge. I'm looking online. I'm seeing lots of votes for blue buckets. I see a few votes for the pink bucket. Not as many. I'm looking here. And I see a lot of votes for the purple bucket, but it looks like I'm seeing a lot for blue. So let me show you what we have here, okay? First of all, when I went to the grocery store, what was left over? Lots of candy, candy items, including 
chili mango lemon, okay? Whatever that is, I'm thankful I'm not having to have that this morning, but you left it for me. We also saw that there was a rush on meat, but one meat that you may have passed over that you didn't realize was there, pickled pig's feet. Thank you so much for leaving that for me and my family, for us to have the opportunity to enjoy. But what so many of you picked that you want me to taste today, since so many of you decided to drink all the water and continue to buy all the bottled water, if you, what you do need to know is that what is still available in the stores is Clamato, clam and tomato juice. So I appreciate that. I'm sure it's quite refreshing this morning. So let's just start with that. Mmm. Yeah, it's, it's delicious. So you can survive on anything if you can survive on Clamato. Love you guys. Enjoy the service. Hey, Woodlands Church, welcome to church on Sunday morning live at 9.30. Hey, God bless you guys for connecting with us. You know, we're making sure everyone knows that we're still meeting. It's um, not that the church is not meeting. We're still meeting. You're just meeting in your homes. And we've commissioned all of your houses as local houses of prayer. You guys have church houses now. At least for this next hour, it's a church house. Um, we are not just a building. In fact, the church has never been a building. The church is the body of Christ. We're not a place people go. We're the people of God, Woodlands Church. And today I'm kicking off a new series. It's called Real Relationships. It's all about getting real with the people closest to you because it's been getting real, hasn't it, at your house with everyone uh, right together all the time, everyone staying at home, uh, it can create a little bit of conflict, that's for sure. And so we're going to talk today um, about how you really get along. How do you really build deep and close relationships? And the title of my message this morning is, I love you, but I can't stand you. So you probably ought to text some friends and, and let them know and um, text everybody you know, let them know about this right now so they can connect with us online and tune in. Hey, God is up to great things in the middle of all this crisis. Uh, so many are going through pain and difficulties. Everyone is feeling the stress and anxiety levels just rise. All the uncertainty that's out there, everything feels shaky, but yet God is still on the throne. God is working. God is doing miracles in the middle of all the mess and the hurt that's going on. Last weekend at our Easter services, we had 103,000 people connect with us and attend one of our Easter services online. Isn't that amazing? And 999 of them prayed to receive Christ and raised their hand to say, I want Christ to be in my life and their eternal destinies are forever changed. I mean, in the middle of all of the darkness, the light shines the brightest. And when everything else shuts down, the church rises up. And that's what you're doing, Woodlands Church. And we just wanna, want you to know that we're here to encourage you. And even though this auditorium is empty, the church is not empty, the church is deployed. The church is more alive than ever. And I praise God for you. Well, we're gonna start with some singing. One of our new songs, Graves into Gardens that we've been singing, and I'm gonna take you out to the prayer fountain. And our worship team is gonna lead us because the prayer fountain is the center of our property at the Woodlands campus, and it has the cross there to symbolize that prayer is the center of our church, that everything has to be built on prayer as we lift up the cross of Jesus Christ. And the cross is like a magnet that draws us to it. 
and we're going to sing together and just praise him. And in just a few moments, um, I'll be kicking off the new series with this message, I Love You But I Can't Stand You, how to get real in your relationships and how to survive this crisis in your relationships. So let everyone know. God bless you. Let's just sing together. Well, praise God that we serve a God who turns graves into gardens. That's really what's incredible about church and the hope that we have is that we serve a God who who comes and takes the worst of our circumstances and continues to inspire his church to take the worst of times and to bring his hope and to bring his light into the midst of those times. And that's exactly what Woodlands Church has been doing during this time. And it has been incredible. God has really been working through you in such a powerful way. Did you know that just in this last season that we've seen Woodlands Church feed and provide meals for over 8,310 people That's incredible to over 20 different organizations for those who are working out there on the front line. Beyond that, we've seen you operate almost 2,500 acts of kindness to those who need it the most during this time. Our seniors, through letters, care packages, supplies, Bible studies, and really meeting them right where they are. And if that's not enough, we saw just a couple weeks ago, the church come together for a huge blood drive where we saw almost six hundred donors come forward to give blood. And that equals about 1,700 lives that are saved through your generosity and your continued commitment to honor the Lord in those ways. It's unbelievable. Beyond that, you've reached out to the homeless, to those who need it, over 210 acts of kindness to the homeless, providing meals and hygiene packs to them when they need it the most during this time. And also prison ministry has been has been exploding, meeting the needs of ministries, over 2,000 acts of kindness to those who are imprisoned with hygiene items and clothing and meeting them where they are, bringing uh, essential needs to the Pregnancy Assistance Center North here, with uh, whether it's diapers and face masks and things that they need there. You guys have created over 600 face masks, reusable face masks to be able to give to healthcare workers on the front lines and to the elderly and those who need it to protect themselves during this time. You've met the foster system with thousands, 3,000, over 3,000 Easter eggs, incredible. The job support ministry, over 200 impacted with training via Zoom. It's incredible. We've seen over 19,000 acts of kindness during this time, because why? because we serve a God who continues to turn graves into gardens. Now, I know where you're sitting is probably where I'm sitting today. We need hope. And some of us, we've come upon even more difficult times during this season than others. And where you are, you may be hurting right where you are and maybe going through some financial hurts, emotional hurts, some even some spiritual disconnection maybe during this time. And we want you to know that the church is here for you. We love you and we wanna continue to see you come more connected with God and more connected with this church than ever before during this time. So let me just pray for you right now that you would experience God's peace this morning, that his hope really would rejuvenate your soul through the power of shared worship, through song, and through the reading of God's word this morning. Let's pray together. God, we love you. And God, our hearts go out to our members of our church who are especially hurting this morning. Those who may have been filled with fear, or gone through some sort of loss, God, we pray that you would meet them right where they are, that your Holy Spirit would bring a peace to them that goes beyond understanding, that they would know 
that you are a good, good father who's holding them and has them right where they are, that you've never left them, that you'll never forsake them, that, you're, that you've got them, that God, they would feel the peace and the power of your presence right now. May God, we pray your blessings over them. We pray that you would meet them right where they are and that you would come through with them in a mighty way this week. We love you, God. Thank you for what we have seen you do and what you are going to do. We love you. In your son's name we pray, amen. It's incredible. We're so glad that you are here with us. Pastor Kerry is starting his new series today, Relationships. And this is a, this is a really challenge right now of how you stay connected to people when you've been around people who in the home, you've been quarantined with them and you've been stuck with them. And it's kind of like, I love you, but I can't stand you. How do you deal with that conflict? which really seems to be like something that's going on in so many households. Well, Pastor Kerry is gonna really tackle that tr- with the truth of God's word this morning. So you are in for a real treat. We're so glad that you're here. And so let's continue to worship with a really powerful song by pastors Greg and Jana Long as they sing the song Front Porch. Because no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, isn't it good to know that we can always come right back to the front porch of God and find that breath of fresh air when we need it to meet with him. Just sit back, relax, and let this song rejuvenate your soul. You're at home, you're at church, you're with God. When Chris and I were first married, I had no idea how to process anger. And I remember after one of our first arguments, uh, I went into the bathroom because I needed to get ready for an event that we were attending that night. And I was starting to shave and I took out the can of shaving cream, but I was just so mad. I was just so frustrated. I didn't know what to do with it. And I just started squeezing the can of shaving cream and spraying the shaving cream out into the sink. And I just kept spraying it and spraying it and spraying it and spraying it until I sprayed the whole can of shaving cream out into the sink. And then I threw the can into the sink and then I walked out of the bathroom and I slammed the door. And Chris heard all the commotion and she went into the bathroom and she came out and had a puzzled look on her face and she said, did you just spray a whole can of shaving cream into the sink because you're mad? And I said, yeah, that's right. And she just said, okay. And she didn't say anything else. She just gave me a look that said, and you think that's supposed to solve the conflict? spraying a can of shaving cream in the sink? You think that's supposed to make everything better? See, I had no idea how to process anger. And I've made a thousand stupid mistakes in our marriage, and we all make so many mistakes when it comes to expressing our anger, and it hurts ourselves. It does damage to the people closest to us. Really, As I've thought about it, there's a biblical principle in a can of shaving cream, and it's this. When the pressure is on, what's on the inside of the can is going to come out. When I pressed that can of shaving cream, cologne didn't come out. When I put the pressure on that can of shaving cream, toothpaste didn't come out. Soda didn't come out. Shaving cream came out because That was what was on the inside of the can. And whenever we're under pressure, whenever we're under stress, whenever we're squeezed, whatever's on the inside of our life is going to come out. If there's bitterness and resentment in my life, when the pressure is on and I'm squeezed, there's gonna be bitter 
words and actions, resentful words and actions that are gonna come out of my life. If I have some unresolved hurt in my life, when the pressure is on and I'm squeezed, hurtful words are gonna come out of my mouth. You know, if there's anxiety and fear that's filling up my life, when the pressure is on and I'm squeezed, fearful attacks are gonna come out of my life and out of my mouth and out of my actions at the people closest to me. Now, usually when we spew out hurtful or angry or fearful or bitter words, we say something like this. Wow, I don't know why I said that. Wow, I don't know where that came from. I mean, that's not like me at all. But that's not true. It's just like me. It's not the pressure that, it's not the pressure that really brings the anger out. It's just pressure and stress reveal what is in there already. It's not pressure and stress that creates the anger. It's not pressure and stress that creates the hurtful things. It's not pressure and stress that creates the resentful things. It's the pressure and stress that just brings out what's already in there. But we always say, wow, that's not like me at all. I don't know where that came from. Well, it came from the inside because whatever's on the inside is gonna come out when the pressure is on. And that's what's happening right now during this coronavirus crisis when we're all forced to, to be together for a long period of time. It's, it's important to understand that what's coming out right now in our homes, what's coming out right now with conflict and anger and frustration and annoyances, those are issues that were already there in our lives, in our relationships. It's just that this is bringing it out in a big way. So that's why we're starting this new series called Relationships. It's all about getting real because it's getting real in our homes right now. And it's time to get real in our relationships. Because this coronavirus crisis is not just a health crisis. And it's not just an economic crisis. Maybe the most devastating thing of all when this is all said and done is it's a relationship crisis. Relationships are in trouble. I came across this Time Magazine article by Belinda Luscombe, and she wrote this. Have you recently noticed how loud your partner chews? That her placement of items in the fridge is illogical? That his consumption of paper towels and antibacterial soap and the good snacks is remarkably high? That parenting is not one of his or her core strengths? If so, you might be married in a pandemic. <laughs> we laugh at that, and we can all relate to that, but this article goes on to say some really serious stuff. And some of the psychologists and psychiatrists interviewed said anxiety and stress level, when it gets really high, people tend to take it out on the people closest to them, and it's so true, and it's devastating. Incidents of domestic violence are up by 25% in America. After the COVID-19 cases began to subside in China and people were allowed to go out again, there was a reported surge in divorce filings. After they were confined for that long and people, when they could get out, first thing they did was go to the courthouse, file for divorce. 
And by the way, you can't spell divorce without the letters C-O-V-I-D. Just think about that. You see, this crisis is bringing out those issues that are already inside. It's bringing out those issues that were already there in relationships. We could just avoid them because we, we could be on the go. We could be on the run. We could be always moving so fast that we didn't have to deal with them. But when you're together for any period of time, you gotta start dealing with those things. That conflict is gonna come out. And so that's why this crisis creates also opportunities. I believe with all my heart in the middle of this great crisis and horrible moment in time in so many ways, there's such an amazing opportunity for your relationships to grow close. You see, in this crisis, your relationships will either grow closer together or they'll be ripped apart. That's what happens when the hurricane winds of change hit. That's what happens when the earthquake of crisis shakes our lives. It all comes down to how you handle anger. That's really what it all comes down to is how you handle your anger. The Bible says anger is not necessarily a sin, uh, in fact, the Bible says, in your anger, do not sin. And it means that it's not necessarily sin. In fact, sometimes anger is the most appropriate emotion you could ever have. Because if you really care about someone, you really care about something, there are times you're gonna get mad. Because you care, if you never get angry, if you never have conflict, that means you just don't care. And the Bible says Jesus got angry. God gets angry. But God's not sinning. Jesus didn't sin when he was on this earth. It's that he had this anger at the appropriate time and he expressed it in the appropriate way. You see, anger is not a sin. It's how you process anger that determines if it's a sin or not. It's how you process that anger. It's how you handle that anger that will determine whether it's constructive or destructive in your relationships. And right now, there's a lot of uncontrolled anger in our homes behind those beautiful houses in our communities, there's a lot of poisonous anger. There's a lot of bitterness and hurt. There's a lot of conflict, loneliness and emptiness in the middle of it all. And so we're gonna learn what the Bible has to say about processing that anger so that it brings you closer together rather than tearing you apart because this is the greatest opportunity you may ever have in your life to grow deeper in your closest relationships. And so I want us to look at James chapter three. We're gonna do a little study of James chapter three. James is such a practical book. I love the Bible. I mean, the Bible just gives us such practical tools to put into our lives. And we want you to get something on Sunday that makes all the difference in your life on Monday, right where you live. And so James chapter three, if you got your Bibles, you can open them to James chapter three. We're gonna read verses two through eight, and then we're gonna go back and we're gonna look at different passages through James chapter three. We're gonna do a little study of James chapter three. It says, indeed, we all make many mistakes, for if we could control our tongues, we'd be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth, and a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And the tongue is a flame of fire. 
It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. James here is saying, if I wanna use anger and stress to deepen my closest relationships rather than destroy them, first I have to understand the power of my words. There's great power in your words. The whole world, the whole universe was created by the power of the spoken word of God. He said, let there be light, and there was light. It was the power of God's spoken word. And we're created in the image of God, so he has put great authority and power into our words. And we need to understand that. First, I want you to see that there's great power in my words because words have the power to direct my life. Words have the power to direct your whole life. In James 3, 3 and 4, it says, we can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bet in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. He's saying, just as a small bet can direct a large ship, and just as a small rudder can direct, or just as a small bit can direct a huge horse, and just as a small rudder can direct a huge ship, we need to understand that our tongue is small, but it can direct your whole life. What you say can get you hired or fired. What you say can get you married or divorced. Your tongue can direct your whole life. And really, words are like magnets. Our words are magnets that we speak them. We make our statements and then we're drawn toward them. You speak and you're drawn toward whatever you speak. And so if you speak words of faith, you'll be drawn and pulled toward faith. If you speak words of fear, you'll be pulled back in your fears. We're drawn toward whatever we declare. You'll be drawn to whatever you declare, and that's so important to remember during this crisis because it's so easy to get really negative, to get really down, and begin speaking words of fear and anxiety, and it just pulls us back like a magnet, drawing us backwards. It's okay to be honest and say, God, I don't like this, I don't get this, I'm scared but I know that you're God and you're still in control and you're gonna fulfill your promise and you're gonna see me through. Thank you, God. <clears throat> and then you start thanking God for all the good things that you see. Every day, write down some of those good things that you see and speak words of faith and you'll be drawn toward that faith. See, my words have the power to direct my whole life. And then my words have the power to build up or to burn down my relationships. In James 3, 5, and 6, this is, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire, and the tongue is a flame of fire. He's saying one little errant spark can set a whole forest of thousands of acres on fire and burn a whole forest of thousands upon thousands of acres down that took hundreds of years to grow. And just as that one spark can burn down thousands of acres, one foolish, angry word can burn down a relationship that's taken years to build. One foolish, angry word can burn down a whole relationship. On the other hand, one wise, angry word can break through a barrier in a relationship that's holding it back. I mean, words are powerful. To build up or to burn down. And so I have to understand the power of my words. Because if I don't understand the power of my words, my words and my anger are gonna be out of control during this crisis. 
and they're gonna crush me and the people around me. So understand the power of my words and then secondly, commit to wise fighting words. Commit to wise fighting words. Wise, angry words make a huge difference. They break through barriers. It says in James three seventeen, but the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It's also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. In these two verses, we get seven rules for wise fighting. It's just so practical. And you know, you're gonna have conflict during this time. Conflict is essential to move to a deeper level in a relationship. But you have to check yourself to make sure it's wise conflict and not foolish conflict. First, always check my motives. The first rule in wise fighting, always check my motives. Before you bring up an issue or you move into conflict, you wanna ask yourself, am I doing this to build up the relationship or am I doing this to tear down that person? It says in James 3, wisdom from above is first of all pure. Do I have pure motives or do, you, do I have purely personal motives in this? Do I just wanna get this off my chest so I can feel better? Or do I not really want to bring this up but I know I have to? Because there's no way the relationship can go to a deeper level unless I do. I know that this is gonna be tough, it may create conflict, I would rather not do this but I know I need to because I love that person and I care about our relationship. See, those are the things you wanna ask. Am I doing this just to blow up so I can feel better? Am I doing this to build up so the relationship can grow deeper? Always check your motives. And, and by the way, before you check your motives, you really need to look at your mode of operation. You need to look at your standard operating procedures when it comes to expressing anger because we all have these fleshly tendencies to express our anger in incorrect ways. And usually we use the same incorrect ways. You know, it's the way we're made up. Um, usually it comes out in these wrong ways and we get in these habits that maybe we learned growing up or that it just come because of our flesh. And so it's so important to understand your wrong way because usually we have one wrong way of expressing anger. And if you don't understand that, you can't deal with it. You can't admit it. And so I'm gonna help you understand that. Uh, the first incorrect way of expressing anger is the ketchup way. And there are a lot of ketchup people out there. I have a bottle of ketchup here. And ketchup people, when they're squeezed, when the pressure is on, they just blow up. And just ketchup goes everywhere. Their anger just goes everywhere on everyone else. Ketchup people, when they're squeezed, they just blow up, they just explode in anger. And they get it off their chest, and they feel a lot better, but everyone else is left bloody and bruised, and everyone else feels like a bomb has just gone off. And that's a really destructive kind of anger. People that just blow up, ketchup people. So do you know a ketchup person? Or is that the thing you struggle with? Anger that explodes. You feel a lot better, but then everyone else feels a whole lot worse. And then there are what I call mustard people. There's ketchup people and mustard people. Mustard people are those that, they get angry, they get mad, but they just stuff it down. They just keep stuffing it down and stuffing it down and stuffing it down. They don't blow up, 
They just stuff it down. And it turns bitter, bitter mustard. It becomes really bitter. And it just keeps building up and it keeps building up. And see, it's no longer anger. It turns into bitterness. And that bitterness can destroy you and can destroy your relationships. And many people stuff their anger. Sometimes Christians will stuff their anger because they think, I'm not supposed to be mad at this. And so they ignore their anger when they're angry on the inside. And it's gonna come out in some strange way if you don't deal with it. And so there's exploders and stuffers. There's ketchup people and there are mustard people. And usually a ketchup person is married to a mustard person. I think God just has a good sense of humor and he, he loves to watch that take place. Uh, uh, exploders and stuffers are usually drawn to each other. And exploder, it may not be just exploding and yelling and screaming, but it could be just exploding with emotion. And, but it, stuffing could be avoiding as well. But then there's a third type of person. It's what I call the Hershey syrup person. It's the person who, on the outside, they always say sweet and syrupy things. But when they're squeezed, what comes out? Mustard. Well, that would be disgusting, wouldn't it, if you were getting ready to have your blue bell with some Hershey's chocolate syrup over it and squeeze it out, and it's mustard. You see, we replace the chocolate syrup with mustard to get across the point that it doesn't matter how syrupy and sweet you are on the outside um, if there's mustard on the inside. It's what's on the inside. And, and there are a lot of Hershey's syrup people that they'll say things that are kind of sweet and syrupy, but behind your back, they'll cut you down. Or, or they'll say something kind of sarcastic to you, and there's some sweetness to it, but there's something that's just not right about it. You can't really pinpoint them. They get their anger out in little ways, little biting ways, little sarcastic comments. And they never come straight at you. It's always sweet and syrupy. And, but yet, it may be the most bitter kind. And so, every one of us has a way of expressing our anger that's really wrong and destructive, and we come back to it over and over again. So I just want you to recognize which one are you and the people in your life that you're closest to right now, because to check your motives, you gotta admit the ways that you do things. And I have to admit that I'm kind of a stuffer. I'm a mustard person, and, and that's, that's one of the most destructive. And God's really been working with me on that. And, and sometimes I'm this, though, sweet and syrupy, but kind of sarcastic and, and don't just confront it, but just little things. And so I've got to admit it so that I can deal with my motives. But then secondly, never attack the person. Attack the issue. Attack the issue. It says wisdom from above is also peace-loving. So you're fighting for a deeper peace in the relationship a deeper connection. See, my goal is not to win the argument. You can win the argument and lose the relationship. Your goal is you're arguing, you're having conflict so that you can go deeper because you care about the relationship. So you attack the problem, not the person. And whenever you say, you did this and you did that and you make me so mad and, and you always do this, you never do that, then you're attacking and defenses go up. You don't get anywhere. That's really foolish Foolish angry words. That's really foolish arguing. Wise angry words, you're angry, 
and you're wise when you get to the root of the issue of anger. And there are always three root causes for anger. I've told you this many times, but you gotta remember there are three root causes. Whenever you're angry, there are three root causes deep, deep, deep in your life. Hurt, fear, or frustration. We get frustrated, the frustration rises, we get angry. When we feel insecure and fearful, we get angry. When we're hurt, we get angry. And so if you can get down to those root issues quicker, instead of saying, you did this and you did that, say, I feel hurt when you do this. I feel really insecure and fearful when, when you did that. You know, I just feel so frustrated right now. When you can get down to the root issue, then you're talking about something that can take you to a deeper level. And when you do that, usually it, it knocks some defenses down. You're still gonna get heated. It's still gonna be an argument. It's still gonna be conflict. It's gonna be messy, but a miracle can come out of that mess. But many couples argue over the same things over and over and over again, arguing over issues that aren't even the issue anymore. They're just at the surface level. They never go deeper. And they don't understand why. It's just tearing them apart because they're never getting to the root issue. Thirdly, never raise my voice. It says, wisdom from above is gentle at all times. Not some of the times, but all times. When you scream and yell, you fail. When you scream and yell, you fail. You know, it will get heated. It's gonna be messy. You'll get emotional. But you don't yell and you don't scream at each other. Four, never interrupt. Never interrupt. Wisdom from above is willing to yield to others. Many times in arguments, we're always waiting to get the next word in. And that's been one of my biggest problems in conflict with Chris is interrupting, interrupting. It's like I wanna interrupt and get my point in. I, I wanna interrupt and prove that she's wrong and I wanna interrupt and, and I'm learning and it's taken me so long, but I'm just now learning to really listen because for a relationship to go to a deeper level, you gotta listen. You gotta listen to what someone's really saying and what their heart is really saying. Never interrupt, and then never keep score. It says, wisdom from above is full of mercy. Most couples in marriage are just keeping score. They got the scorecard in the back pocket, and whenever they get in conflict, they just bring it out and say, remember what you did 15 years ago? Remember this, five years ago, remember that, remember that, remember that? And they're just keeping score back and forth, keeping score. You gotta throw the scorecard away. You can't build a close marriage with a scorecard. You can't build a close friendship with a scorecard. You gotta rip that up. It's not 50-50, me giving 50%, them giving 50%, it's get 100-100, he's giving 100%. And then forgiveness is such a big part of that. You know, great marriages are built on forgiveness. We're gonna hurt each other at times, we have to choose to forgive. And then build trust back, and that's different than forgiveness. That takes truth over time. But then the sixth thing is always follow the talk with action. And many times when we have conflict and we come to some resolution and it feels good, and, but then if there's no follow-through, then those wise, angry words turn into foolish, angry words. It says, wisdom from above is full of good deeds. I've heard it so many times from guys. Well, I've asked her to forgive me. I've told her I'm sorry, um, and she's still holding it against me. No, she's just waiting to see your actions. Your words, fine but your words are meaningless without action. She's waiting to see what you're gonna do over time. 
The seventh thing is always speak from the heart. Always speak from the heart. It says wisdom from above is always sincere. You see, you have to open your heart in conflict. You have to open your heart and share your real hurts and fears and your real feelings. And it means when you open your heart, you're more vulnerable. You can be hurt even more. But it's the only way you can draw closer to each other. And by the way, when you're in conflict, our natural tendency is either attack and retreat, attack and retreat. Usually there's one attacker and one retreater, and really they both want the same thing. But what you need to do is move closer, move closer and be tender with each other even when you're angry, even when you're angry. Move closer. Chris and I are learning even when we're in conflict and we're mad at each other, to, to, we grab each other's hands. Part of it is like, you can't leave until we fix this because we're stuck with each other. But a lot of it is just saying, hey, look, we know that we love each other. We're really mad right now. Instead of moving away, it's just natural to move away. It's supernatural to move toward when you're in an argument. That's huge. And so those are seven rules for wise fighting that bring you to a whole new depth. But there's a third thing. Allow God to cleanse and fill my soul. See, the real problem is not with my mouth. It's with my heart. What's on the inside just comes out when I'm under pressure. And I hate to admit that sometimes, you know. It's like, no, it's just all these circumstances that are causing this. If it wasn't for this unprecedented circumstance, then I wouldn't be so angry. If it wasn't for this unprecedented circumstance, I wouldn't worry like this. I wouldn't do this. No, it was there all the time. It's just this is bringing it out. When the pressure's on, whatever's on the inside is going to come out. In James 3.10, it says, And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No. And you can't draw fresh water from a faulty spring. Saying you can't draw fresh water from a bitter well, and you can't say wise words when there's bitterness in your soul. Whatever's on the inside is going to come out. When I'm filled with anxiety and fear, when the pressure's on and I'm squeezed, anxious words, fearful words, stressful words are gonna come out of my mouth. When I'm filled with a critical spirit, when the pressure's on, critical words are gonna come out of my mouth. It just reveals what's on the inside. That's why it's so important during these times to really pay attention to your soul, to let God cleanse your soul, and to really feed your soul. So your soul's not empty and your soul is filled with good things. And when the pressure's on, you'll feel fear and anxiety and all that, but you will be centered in your soul. And that's why right when this service ends, um, Dr. Paul Looney and Shannon Thomas, um, uh, Dr. Paul is our psychiatrist, medical doctor, and he's one of our pastors here at Woodlands Church. And then Shannon Thomas, as a licensed professional counselor, one of our great staff members here at Woodland Church, and they head up our counseling and prayer and care ministry, and they're gonna give you some advice on how to be careful with your mental health and, and how to really watch because this is causing all kinds of problems and depression and anxiety, or it's bringing it out in a big way, and so it's so important, and they, they're gonna give some, just a 10-minute talk right when this whole service ends I hope you'll stay tuned. I hope you'll tell friends about it. Um, if you're experiencing any depression, I mean, they've got some amazing things to share with you. For 10 minutes, they're gonna really help you, and the church is here to help you. There's so much help out there, and we want you to know it. But Matthew 7, 24 really says it. Jesus said this, 
Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Jesus says the only sure foundation is the rock of ages. The only foundation you can build your home on is Jesus Christ. Every other foundation, when the earthquake of crisis hits, the foundation's gonna crack and the house is gonna crumble. When the floodwaters rise, it's gonna wash away those relationships. And so it's so important to build your life on the foundation of Jesus Christ because he is the rock of ages, the only solid rock that's gonna stand. And when you build your life on the rock of ages, it fills you with peace. Even when you feel fear and anxiety, even when you feel depression, even when you feel hurt, you have a rock to stand on. You know you're gonna make it through. You know that he's gonna hold you up. And when the winds of change blow, everyone else may be torn apart, but it'll grow you closer to him and closer to the people you love. It's so important to understand. And by the way, you know the dirty little secret behind those beautiful houses in our communities is there are a lot of uncontrolled anger that's destroying lives. And I wanna say, if you're in an abusive situation, get help now. Get help now, get out now. The church is here for you. We have a pastoral counseling team. We have an amazing resources we can connect you with. And if you are the abuser and you have out of control anger, get help now. There's hope for you. We've seen God do so many miracles, but it's time now to do something about it. And I know every one of us struggle with expressing anger and it causes so many problems in our lives. But this crisis is Christ's time. This is the opportunity of a lifetime. The opportunity to grow our relationship deeper and stronger than ever. God wants to do that in your life. But have you ever made Jesus the foundation of your life? If you make anything other than Christ the foundation of your life when the earthquake of crisis hits, it's gonna crumble. Have you made Jesus the foundation of your heart? You can do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right now, right where you are. Dear Jesus, I need you. I've tried to build my life on so many things that are uncertain. They just leave me empty on the inside. I commit my life to you and best I know how, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins and come into my life and start remodeling the house of my heart to make it what you want. I accept your free gift of salvation in heaven one day. Thank you for saving me. Be the Lord of my life. I wanna build my life and build my relationships on you. And if you prayed that prayer, just raise your hand. Just click, I'm raising my hand to receive Christ. 999 people raised their hand at our Easter services last weekend to say, I'm receiving Jesus Christ. I'm receiving Jesus Christ. Do it right now. Just raise your hand and our pastors are here to chat with you about it. We wanna to talk to you about it and help you grow in your faith. But just raise your hand right now and make it your personal decision to build your life from now on, from this day forth, on Jesus Christ, the rock of ages. Well, now we're at the point of our service where we give back to God some of what he's given us. And let me remind you, right after the service is over, in just a few minutes, Dr. Paul and Shannon are going to 
share with you this 10-minute um, amazing talk about how to really watch your mental health and things you can do, really practical things you can do during this time and how the church is here for you and we wanna help you. It's okay to ask for help, but they're gonna give you so much help just in this 10-minute talk that they're gonna do right after the service. But let's give back to God some of what he's given us and the way you give is wc.org slash give. You can go online and give, wc.org slash give. And I really encourage you to set up recurring wc.org slash give. And I know that it's a real test of our faith right now. Um, and God, are your promises true? And God says, when you put me first in your finances, I will meet your needs and I'll see you through. I'll see you through the tough times. I, I will see you through. And God's gonna see you through. We're praying for you, Woodlands Church. We can't all give the same amount, but we can all give. And we give because we love God and we love what he's doing through the ministries of this church. When everything else shuts down, the church rises up and we're just getting started through all the ministries and missions that we're doing. And so the church needs you at this time. And maybe you have some extra. Maybe you're one of the few that has some extra. I just really challenge you to give. Really give. Give out of your heart. Maybe you have hardly any. Give. Give. Everyone can give to make a difference. Everyone can give. Give what you can for God's glory. It's not the amount. It's the heart. Put God first, and God will take care of you. He will meet your needs. WC.org slash give, or you can use your smartphone, and you can just text the words give WC. That's one word, really. It's all together. Give WC. It needs to be one word. Give WC to 77977. Text give WC to 77977. Or you can mail in your check to One Fellowship Drive, The Woodlands, Texas, 77384. One Fellowship Drive, The Woodlands, Texas, 77384. Well, we're gonna give. And I want you to know that we're praying for you because we see a victory coming. And Christ has already won the victory. He conquered death. He won the victory when he died on the cross and rose again. It's been settled. We win in the end. But we see a victory coming for you this week. And our pastors have been praying for you every day at one o'clock. We see a victory. So we're gonna sing it right now. Remember what I said? Words can direct your life. And so we're gonna speak and sing words of faith. So would you sing with a sea of victory? Because we see a victory. And what Satan intends for harm, God can turn it for good. And God's doing amazing good in the middle of all the pain right now. Lord, bless our giving. We just thank you for all the ministries and missions of Woodlands Church. We pray that you would provide and strengthen everyone in our church, Lord. So many are going through hurt and pain and difficulties, and we just pray that you would let them know that you're gonna see them through, that you would fill them with peace. Lord, you'd bless our giving. We have an opportunity to give to you because we love you, and we love what you're doing to the ministries of this church, and so that's why we do it. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, church. Thanks for listening to the Woodlands Church with Carrie Shook podcast. By listening, we hope that you're encouraged wherever you are. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast so that you can get the latest messages each week. For more information on Woodlands Church, check out the description for a link to our website and how to connect with us. We hope you have a great week.